Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now listening to the Vanity Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Kirk. And I'm your host with the most, Elijah Evans. Did you hear that? I'm Elijah Evans, host with the most. And yo, we're back like we never left, even though we haven't put out an episode in a little minute. But it's okay. It's okay, dude, because okay. we're here now, and um, we're yeah. trying really hard to figure out our situation. Yes, we definitely are. But it's like should not be this hard, but it is. You know, we're steady trying to, you know, bring you guys, you know, great guests to have on the podcast so you guys can, you know, either learn or, you know what I mean? Just Yeah, just find someone new that yeah. you like. Exactly. Put so you on. Being that we haven't put out an episode in a little minute. Yo, yeah. Eli, how the hell you been? I've been, <laughs> I've been really, I've been really good, man. That's good. I've been really, really, uh, things are looking up. Um... I've just been traveling a little bit, mm-hmm. um, just hanging out with buddies, cooking up, cooking a bunch, like a lot. Yeah, um, I've seen. Yeah, I um, I made a pack that I don't think I'm gonna go out to eat for the rest of the year, like to like any like like when I mean go out to eat, like I'm me and my homies just go to happy hour like every week. That's fine, but like I'm right. not going to like any like nice. If I'm gonna pay more than a hundred beans for myself, I'm not. If I'm gonna pay more than fifty beans. If I'm gonna pay more than thirty beans for myself, then I'm not trying to. Then I'm not trying to go out. I can get down with that. You can get down I, with that? I, I could get down with that. You could? In terms of, like, yeah, like the rest of the year? Yeah. Just the rest of the year? Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, you know, like, unless it's, like, you know, especially like a date or something or something. You know. I'm not going on any of those, bro. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, hey, hey, yeah. hey. I'm not going on any speak of those, for you, bro. Speak for yourself. Uh, okay, whoa. But, <laughs> but, um, but no, nah, man, uh, for me, uh, I've been good. Been I good. think overall, just mentally... Um, and then really too, I think just the rest of the year, I have a clear, concise, like viewing of how I want to finish out the year in terms mm-hmm. of goal, personal mm-hmm. goals of myself when it comes to my personal health, uh, work, creativity, just a whole multitude. Yeah. So in your health, what are you going to try and do with your health? You're trying to bulk up a little bit? Um, not necessarily bulk up. I'm just trying to get more tone really. That's really get, my only thing. You have a six pack? You got the six here? Mm, it slightly shows. Dude, if I, so. if I continue on the trajectory I'm going now, I think I might be able to obtain a six pack. I might be able to do hey, it, well, might but well it's try. just like I don't think I want that because that means like, I heard six packs aren't made in the gym; they're made in the kitchen. And I, I just love to eat too much to uh, like cut carbs and like rice is a carb. Yeah. But Pasta's you don't, but you don't necessarily cook like from my. No, yeah, it's hard to cook. It honestly is hard to cook. No, it's not. It's easy, but like. The way I cook, it's just like, it's a lot of veggies, man. And, like, you yeah. got to eat a little bit healthier. I did, I have been a bad boy. I've been eating a lot of pork belly lately. That's oh, not good for you. Yeah. No, pork belly. I made um this kimchi fried rice last night. Ooh. Dude, it was so good. That sounds really it's good. It's so good. I just had kimchi for the first time last week, and I'd never had it before. Damn, I've never had kimchi either. Never had kimchi? Mm-mm. It's like a pickled bok choy. It's got spicy, kind of. It's, like, a little mm. funky, but it's good. It's yeah. really good. Wow. And then when you make the pork belly, and you kind of... Um, Fry the kimchi with the pork; it kind of soaks up that pork fat. Yeah, and it's it's it was fucking really good. Um, yeah. Speaking of fried rice, uh, your boy was recently in New York. Yeah, let's hear about let's hear about that. How long were you there? When did you when did you um, when did you get in? So I was only there for the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, to be exact. Okay. Of course, it's the weekend, duh. Uh, <laughs> um, I was up there to. So um, you you got in Saturday morning? Yes, I got in Saturday. Early morning. Saturday morning. Yes, early Saturday morning. 
Mm-hmm. It was a perfect time I got into because like. What time did you get in? Like six. Uh, like six thirty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You guys went and checked in. I assume. Well, necessarily, I didn't check in first. We there, so the water was right there. The water. Yeah, there was like a little like dock area, not dock like an actual dock, but like there was an area where the Brooklyn Bridge was nearby. You like, got dropped was, off at the Canal Street, right? Uh, no, we got dropped off in Times Square. Really? Yeah. Which bus did you ride? Uh, Sprinter. Where did they pick that up at? Uh, Military? No, here. Yeah. They picked it up in like by Virginia Wilson. They have like a whole literally like space, like space where you can go check in and all that stuff. Or even like And it's not the Tiger bus. No. I'm trying to figure out what station you're talking about. The only two only ones I know are Tiger Tiger bus that's so on Newtown and then there's the one on military that's like a Chinese bus. Yeah, no, the Sprinter bus they have like something like almost by like Virginia Wesleyan. Like Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, should, but anyway, yeah, that's that's, that's, not, that's for the, the us for the VA people who are listening. They y'all know what what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, no, so got in Saturday morning, um, before we checked in because they didn't have any available rooms just yet. Uh Uh, we kind of just walked around a little bit by like the water and stuff and walked around a little bit of Manhattan just to stretch our legs out a little Mm -hmm, bit. mm -hmm. Um, so did, oh, I'm sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. I have a lot of questions. No, you're good. Um, our room necessarily wasn't ready till two, but they still had an area like a blowout. Where you can like go change yeah, and stuff if you needed out, to. Yeah. yeah. So we did that. Um they held our bags for us. Um but yeah, Saturday I was there to shoot a whole project who of course your boy was directing and modeling <laughs> in and all that good You're stuff. You're so funny. All that good stuff. Um but yeah, no, I'm really proud of the work we did. Like, yeah, shots I saw, they look good. We so from the outside, like from before like going into that weekend, I'm thinking in terms of shooting, it was mm-hmm. gonna take us a long time. It literally out. took us an hour and a half to uh, yeah. Cause you guys are fu- you want to know why? Why? Because you're fucking professionals. That's why. That's true. Like we literally shot in studio. We shot on a corner, on one like corner, like a, uh, just a block up the street from the mm. studio. We shot over at this bodega area that was like a, literally a five minute you walk. You get a bag and get cheese? Hmm. You get a bag and get cheese? No, I didn't. No get bev. No bag and get cheese. Nah. Damn. Nah, son. Nah, nah. Um, and then after we went over to like Brooklyn Bridge Park. And we mm-hmm. shot over there to kind of get that backdrop of the Brooklyn Bridge mm-hmm. and everything. So it worked out really well. Everyone w- worked well together. Shout out to my man Ethan Hickerson. How- shout out to my boy Dennis. And shout out to the homie Els. We all worked together. And, man, I'm really looking forward to what this project is going to come out to be. So did um, I know our, our good friend Ethan lives in Richmond. Did he meet you guys up there? Yeah, he met us he up, met there. up yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And that was actually crazy. Mm-hmm. His situation was crazy because he got there. And he was staying at a homie's place, um, mm-hmm. but his homie had left that morning he got there, so he had to leave his key for him and stuff like that. But he was locked out Damn. and stuff and stuff for some pair of reason. But he was able to get in and everything. Got it, everything. Yeah, so that's good. Shout it, out Ethan, man. The yeah, guy. man. It all worked out because the weather that day was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't hot. Mm-hmm. Like, it was perfect. Like, mm-hmm. it was a little bit too perfect to be like, okay, mm-hmm. what the fuck is no, going on? No, New York at this time of year is... It's lit. It's yeah, good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after we shot the project, um, me and the homie Dennis, uh, we kind of moved around a little bit, went to a few spots in Brooklyn. We went over to Lycan. Shout out. Um, shout out to Christine Espinal and Previous shout out spot. to Lycan NYC. Go um, listen to that episode. It was really good. Yes. Very, very good. Um, went over there, checked out the space, got to meet her. She was a pleasure to meet. Great. Um, beautiful space 
overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, no, it was a absolutely great experience. Yo, they literally was playing. Well, Christine, before we came in, they was had a Mario Kart set up. That's fun on the wall mm-hmm. of projectors. So she was like, "Yo, y'all want to play?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, fuck it!" Like, Did you, you win. Know? I lost. I came in second twice okay. against a, my friend of mine. But um, okay. hey, man, that was my first time playing video games in God knows how long. Yeah. Like it's been a minute. But okay. overall, Lycoming was great. Then she recommended this restaurant that was up the street. It was I. It was called like Rilo's or Rillo's or something like that. But shout out to them. Their food was great. What I had food a, was it? Uh, during the time we went like brunch hours. Yeah, but so it was like American food? Yeah, it was like American okay. food. Um, I got this avocado toast that was really fucking good. Like the bread they used for it was really fucking good. Mm. Um, and an avocado was like fresh. You can tell like it was fresh. Avocado toast is a waste of money, but continue. Anyways, um, and then my friend got the crispy potatoes. Those were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of shared those. And then he got their scrambled eggs, mm. and those looked really good as well. And then Ethan, he got this like bread. It was like bread, but it had some tomato sauce or... I don't know what kind of sauce it was, but the the egg was like embedded in the bread. Um, what I, color? What color was the sauce? Red. It was like a dark red or like a light red. Light red. No, the dark red. It was a dark red. Maybe he had a Welsh rarebit. Ethan, don't you, bang a line? Tell us what you got. Yeah, I yeah. Most, <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. But now, other than that, other than that, we definitely moved around a little bit. Um, went to a few spots after. Um, met up with my good friend Armani. Um, shout out to my homie Armani. He has his brand New York uniform. Um, got the chance to meet up with him at a bar spot called Eavesdrop in Brooklyn. That was a really dope space. I really liked the way how they had it set up. Like, you walked in. Mm-hmm. They had, the, like, speakers on the wall. Mm-hmm. They had a little area in the back where you can chill out. They had a DJ mm-hmm. playing back there, spinning and everything. Spin, yeah. yeah, this yeah. Uh, black girl, she was really talented. She was going crazy? Yeah, she was going mm-hmm. crazy. And it was very smooth in there, too. Um, and then after that, Sunday, you know, it was in Manhattan for the majority of the day. Went over to um, Cafe Lyria. That was a really dope space. Got some great iced coffee. Um, went over to ALD in their temporary store on, it was 61 Crosby Street. So is Mulberry still open? Yes, they're just renovating. Um, yeah. That's what I figured. Mm-hmm. And so their temporary space uh, on 61 Crosby Street. stay there. That shit's fire. Bro, it was huge, too. Yeah, it like, like, like deep as hell. Yeah, yeah and I like the setup because, like, the fact that, like, you know, even though, like, on Mulberry, the cafe is, like, right next to the mm-hmm. store. Like the cafe, like how ins- they had it set up. Yeah, I saw the- like the table was like in the middle of the room. And I was like, damn, that looks pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. man. The overall, the store was beautiful. Some of their new like fall, fall winter stuff is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, some of the stuff crazy. is good. Almost got, almost got a pair of their jeans, but the waist was too big because it was like a thirty-four. Yeah, see, I've had, I had, a, I've had two pairs. I have a pair now, and then I had a pair that like I was too small. Their sizing is so weird, but. You blew it. Those jeans are great. They make great jeans. Yeah, I definitely. If you're looking for a good pair of jeans, they're, yeah. they're like, good. bro, the length was per- perfect. That's the only problem with me. Is that uh, the, the length the is length. way too long, so I have to get them tailored. But it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but yeah, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, bro. and then the last two spots was we went to Summit. Is this building in Manhattan? I've been there. It's lit. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah it's cool. You see the whole fucking city from that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, went there and then to get something to eat before we left, well, to go on the bus to go back home. Uh, we went to this sandwich spot in Manhattan called Regina's Grocery and Deli. I feel like I've heard of them. Yeah. They're like a classic spot. Man, yeah. that sandwich was... Oh. Bustin' bustin'? It might have been one of the best sandwiches I've had in a good while. Like, Yeah, sandwiches. Good sandwiches. A good sandwich is hard to come by. Yeah. Man. Um, and it was cool. It was a little spot, you know, a little... In and out. Yeah, yeah, had the pictures on the wall and stuff. Um, yeah, it was a real cool setup. So Overall, it was a great trip overall. I'm glad we was able to get that project done and... Yeah, now kind of the rest of the year, I'm kind of just focusing on 
getting you know the season two wrapped up with the podcast here and just all my other creative endeavors kind of just like dialing it back and getting everything orchestrated and mm-hmm. put together so so 2023 we can uh pop off well <laughs> where have i been the past few weeks so mm. i went to nashville nashville that shit was lit they call it nash vegas and i understand why mm. um i drank a lot mm-hmm. ate very little mm. had a lot of fun mm. um I tried to I tried to spit game to a few ladies. Oh wow! Didn't go well at all. Um, <laughs> just was drinking too much. Yeah. Hey, um, what's your name? <laughs> no, it was more like me trying to be like smooth, but like mm. obviously being very like drunk and like slurring my words, um, and just like not not getting very far with anything just kind of walking away but no it was it was a really good time um yeah. i definitely recommend it it's like a cool quick low weekend getaway um yeah there's like nothing to do there other than party like the restaurant sucked the food wasn't good the area was sick i guess i would have thought for nashville like their barbecue the barbecue was all right but i ah, mean damn. maybe it was just like the place we went to but yeah like i said i didn't eat very much because i didn't really have time to and yeah. um, you looked great, by the way. You was, you was, yeah. Yeah, bro. I got a pair of cowboy boots specifically for that trip as like a funny thing. Mm-hmm. But like I was wearing it, I was like, shit. Yeah, he was pulling I look, them off. I man. look fly right now. So they definitely have been added to the wardrobe. I might be wearing them when it when it cools down here a little bit more. But yeah. you know that was that was uh, you know we were the whole squad. We look we were we were silent. Yeah, man, y'all look great. Best bro. dressed best dressed demons in uh, Nashville. That's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. And then I got back and then immediately got the flu from that trip. Damn. It wasn't COVID. I tested. None of my friends got COVID, but we all got the flu. That shit sucked. Uh, And then I worked. And then I didn't do anything last weekend or the weekend after that. And then I went to a Wu-Tang concert this weekend. Ooh, yeah. Tell us about that. Oh, my God. It was awful. It wasn't awful. It wasn't awful. It was just like... It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was just going to be a bunch of... I got the tickets for free. It Mm -hmm. It was free. Free show. Um, but it was like Wu Tang came out and Method Man w- was Wu Tang. Literally, Method Man wasn't even there. They had a ODB lookalike. Oh, uh, do do the ODB version. Yo, he might have been the dude that they used for the show. Maybe. For the show, or yeah. maybe maybe I don't know. Yeah, but still, that's that's weird. That's strange. Just yeah. do the verse. Um, and then Nas was torched. He did. He was wearing an all white tuxedo. Oh man, all white, right? Visionless. When I'm in a New York state of mind. Straight up. That's what the tour was called. New York state of mind. Oh, that was fuck. the tour. And so he has white shirt, white blazer, white cummerbund, white pants, and then maple suede wallabies. Wow. You could have won. You're Nas. You could have. And you're going on tour. You definitely, to get a pair of like white suede Clarks mm-hmm. would have probably taken you like three phone calls to get that made. And you just chose not to. That's torched. But the real star of the show. <laughs> Who is that? Buster Rhymes. Buster Bust. Dude, he's the best. He is the best. He he did the look at me now verse and did it. Like he did it. Literally, he did it. What the hell? And then you don't realize how many hits he he would like he got added like a couple of days before the actual actual show. So obviously like he didn't have like you know. 
So he would do like 30 seconds of a song and everyone would be lit as hell. And then he would just be like, he would stop it and be like, 30 years of classics, run another one. And then he would just do another song and it would be lit as hell. That's he did pass the Cavassier for like 30 seconds and I lost pass my the shit. Cavassier. And then, um, everybody's singing now. Yeah, no, that shit. It was. Wow. Yeah, fire. But jump, yeah, jump. Oh, this shit. Make my people. Yeah, like, and he would do fire. it, and then he would ah! like do that <laughs> Buster Rhyme scream, and then start 30 years of fucking classics. Run another one. And then something else would come on. It was lit. Damn. Um, I saw Pearl last night, the movie. Oh, yes. The um, you were talking about. Yeah. If you guys have have seen X, Kit Cudi is in it. There's a bunch of uh, Mia Goth is in it. But um, it's a slasher movie. It's really good. Um, I suggest you watch it. But Pearl is a prequel to that movie. Uh, very, very good. Um, what else? Oh no! I, I, I wow. No, no. I, I know. Wow. No, I thought you were adding. Oh, you're okay. on your fucking phone. Who are you texting? Um, our guests. Guests. Okay. Right. Who okay. actually you guys are going to be listening to here in just a just few a seconds. Moment. Uh, so stay tuned. Don't turn. Well, what's it, what's that saying? They don't touch that dial. Um, we'll be right back with our illustrious guest for yeah, today. I guess episode. I w- I was finished talking. Yeah, I was finished talking about. I let you talk for 15 minutes about your two day. Fucking trip. And then, uh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm ready for my guest anyway. It's fine. It's okay. This guest is someone whose music I've been listening to for quite some years now. I first came across his music back in, I want to say it was 2018. 2018 about because I was still in college but I remember I was literally driving mm-hmm. I was, I'm painting the scene painting I'm the painting scenery. the scene okay. right now okay. yeah. I was driving through Norfolk I was uh what part of Norfolk was you on was you on like Granby Monticello or was you at where was you at Monticello Monticello I was, okay. I was driving through Monticello and I had seen uh some a mutual like a follower of ours or something like that had posted I guess he had released a song and I peeped it on the gram the video and everything and I was like yo let me hear this because it sounds pretty fire Put it on in the car and I was like, yo, like this is really like really good. Like mm-hmm. voice, mm-hmm. very smooth, like yeah. the beat was crazy. And so I was like, yo, I gotta tap in. And ever since then I've like listened to all of his other music. Um, the way he kind of curates himself in terms of his own personal self, as mm-hmm. far as like when it comes to not only like his music videos, as far as from a visual aspect, but also a visual, personal visual aspect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Good swag. So, good swag. Yeah, good swag. Mm-hmm. Good, just overall hey. just vision as a whole. <laughs> so, um, yo, man. So without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and let our guest introduce himself. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Marco McKinnis, straight from the seven five seven, but I'm out here in L.A. <laughs> hey, you are. You know, VA shit. Stand up, <laughs> two up, two down. Oh, day VA shit. You already know the vibes. Uh, yeah. yo, man. So, Marco, with uh, some of our previous episodes, we like to start off with you know just getting to know you a little bit. So, Humble for beginnings. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. So, for the audience at home, please tell us where are you from. Obviously, we already stated that you know this is VA shit, but tell us exactly what part of VA are you from. Yeah, I'm from uh, I'm from Hampton, um, seven five seven. Okay. Um, I was born in Florida, actually, though. Um, mm, born in okay. Florida parents. Well, my dad was in the military. 
Um, so, but we moved to Virginia when I was like barely one. So I don't know about Florida for real, but um, from Hampton, um, I went to Bethel High School, um, Allen Iverson, all of them. That's that's their yeah. school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, Hampton was my stomping ground. It was mm-hmm. it was where I really um, cultivated my vision and um, learned a lot about what it is that I wanted to do. Uh, went through a lot of phases and different um, exploration of like art and music um, and dance and a lot of different things um, to finally come up on music and know that that's something that I actually wanted to do. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, I've been in Virginia most of my life and I've spent very, very minimal time in Hampton. I don't ever, my mom works at Hampton University. Mm. So she goes out there all the time, but I've never, never really gone out there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I've I've never really spent that much time in Hampton. I just kind of drive through it on the way to Bush Gardens. Yeah. Only really, um, of course, we, oh, go ahead. No, nah, there's nothing really to visit out there for real, for <laughs> real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess you, you come to Norfolk if you want to like do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah cross the bridge. For yeah, yeah. For real. For real. Right. So like growing up, in Hampton right and just talk about a little bit like growing up like what was some of the music you were into early on and like at that early start and also I want to before how old are you how much older than you are you than than you how much older are you than us than us yeah sorry brain I'm probably the same age I'm 24 oh okay okay yeah yeah Yeah, cool so grew up in the same time all right bet (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just want to establish that first. No, of yeah. course, of course, of course. Yeah, so yeah, growing up in Hampton, like, what if, what was some of the music that you necessarily were into at the time? So, I for the longest, um, I didn't really know nothing about like secular music. Like, I was brought up on like gospel music um, for the longest, and then I started kind of just hearing the radio. Um, and hearing different songs and hearing songs and movies and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, like, it's on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was yeah. around like 11, around 11, I started kind of getting a hold of like outside music. Um, and my, uh, my older sister, she actually gave me like this MP3 player. It was loaded with music. Totally. And uh, it's funny even thinking about it. <clears throat> um, my bad, y'all. I'm just getting over a cold. No, you're um, good. No, you're good, man. But um, it's funny thinking about it because that was really the pivotal point in everything for me. Um, I was listening to Chris Brown, um, Keisha Cole, Anthony Hamilton. Oh yeah, the greats. Man, uh, Rihanna was on there. Um, I didn't, and it's crazy. It wasn't a lot of like Missy, and it wasn't a lot of them on uh, the MP3 player. On that MP3 player is really all the music that I knew of, but it was a lot of music, but they weren't up there. So I didn't know much about mm-hmm. them at that time. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I used to hear Anthony Hamilton's music like in movies. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what it was about his voice, but it captured me. And it made me um want to sing like like him, you know. And um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it was, you know, Anthony Hamilton's voice is just amazing. You yeah, know? And it's funny. That it's like his voice 
reminds me of like Thanksgiving. Really? Yes. Yeah. It's like a warm, mm, okay. like reddish orange timbered yeah, voice. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It just reminds yeah. me of Thanksgiving. For and some then reason. also, I feel like with Anthony Hamilton too, like his voice can't, can, can't be compared to anyone else. Oh, like, yeah. His voice is very, very distinct. Yeah. And it's, it's like just single. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, he had a terrific voice as well. Anthony yeah, that's literally what it was too. Like it was just that warmth, especially in the movies that he uh had his music in. Um, but yeah, man, like Chris Brown was a big one for me. Um, especially the album with Wall to Wall and Kiss Kiss and yeah. all of that. Like that was I was in the room just straight up. In. We all were. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Um yeah, when Stomp the Yard yeah. came out, niggas was... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on that elbow, trying to stand up on that elbow. <laughs> bro, in church, trying to do the dance move. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, bro. But, yeah, man, that was, like, a very pivotal time for me, that age, 11, um, 10, 11. Uh, I actually had did uh, a competition. It was called Actors, Models, Talents, and Competition. It's like a convention thing that uh started in virginia um it was in different states but like it was started in virginia for like training and then we'd go to florida to compete um and at that time like i was like dancer boy like i was the one that was dancing everywhere you would never right. see me not see me dancing right. uh so i went for dancing and um my dad he told me to give give michael jackson a tribute and i took it literal yeah. and so I did my dance. I did the whole grabbing my thing and everything. And yeah, was you like, was killing it, right? I almost got disqualified. Yeah. Oh wow. It was like you were so good. We couldn't, you know, let you go. Um, but I ended up winning like grand overall dancer over like all the adults, all the kids, all the teens, and that was wow. crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, man, like music at the age of eleven was like when things kind of started to um perform for me mm -hmm. wow. so you mentioned um not really hearing any secular music until you're like 10 11 what were your favorite like um gospel artists growing up as a kid definitely kirk franklin for sure yeah. um fits are wild fits are <laughs> fits are insane but cannot deny the talent right for real right. um donnie mcclurkin um, shoot, it's slipping me right now, man. Uh, Donnie McClurkin. It was a lot of like groups that they played that I had no clue who they were. Mm, I just right. like, I guess you, I would, you were pretty young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if I would hear the song, I would know. Like if I would hear it, I could sing it and hear and know. Like, oh, that's that song, you know. But um, mm -hmm. it's crazy because. A lot of people would expect me to know a lot of music, but I really don't. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and I've just came to the conclusion that, like, that just means that the gift that I have is real, you know, right. because it just comes really natural to me. Um, but now I'm getting, now I'm starting to kind of explore and listen to different music mm -hmm. um, and kind of just do my homework, you know, in that sense. But, um Man, it was a lot of gospel artists and, and gospel singers that was being played that I had no clue who they were. Right, but it was fire though. Yeah, yeah it was kind of want to ask a question. Fire. Yeah. So I kind of want to ask a question. So I know you touched on it a little bit. Um, do you think that's a misconception in terms of 
artists, music artists, and having music artists have to know this huge entire library of music. Like they have to know the history of music and things of that nature, or they can go into the music industry or go into getting into the music industry, but not knowing necessarily what type of music in the past, like was just happening. Do you think that's like kind of like a misconception? I think, I think it definitely is 50, 50 for, for sure. Um, I don't think you need to know everything in order to be an artist or someone that expresses himself through music. Because like I said, like, if you, if you, if you uh, come across a basketball player and they play basketball really, really well, and you ask them like, who's your basketball hero? And they're like, really? I don't really know. I just love playing basketball. Mm -hmm. I personally would be like, dang, that's fire that you you're really right. really good at basketball and don't really know much about the history of basketball you know that's just me it's the same for music I feel that it's good you know of course because you you learn a lot more about um sounds and, and history and different things like that but I feel like if you if you have a natural gift for something um especially starting out, I don't think it should be a requirement that you need to know everything about mm -hmm. music in order to be established or to in order to be um, successful in music. Um, of course, it'll help a lot, you know, but people just be, you know, right. they be trying to give people a hard time sometimes. But yeah. it's, I think that maybe not knowing might also be helpful because, you know, you might be making something and, um, someone might say to you, oh, this sounds like, you know, whatever artist, and then you don't, you know, you don't know who that artist is, so then you go listen to it, and then right. you, like, find inspiration, and now you have, like, a whole other part to the song that you can add, versus right. already knowing and trying not to make something sound like something mm. else, so then you, yeah. I feel like, so maybe not knowing allows the creative juices to flow a little bit more than, like, knowing, because if you know you're aware of what you're doing, and, like, oh, this artist sounds like this, so let me try to get away from that, but then it's, like, the song could need that part and you just don't want to put it because you don't want to talk to somebody else. So. Yeah, because I'm glad you actually touched on it, Marco, because I remember watching like a Zane Lowe interview that he had with like Tyler Creator and he just remember him talking about how when it comes to making his music now, he uses a lot of reference points in terms of like older music back mm -hmm. in the day and using those as kind of like sample points for like making beats necessarily right. for certain songs. Right, so, right. Um, so when it comes to just your family overall, does your family have any sort of like background in music at all or? maybe pay so, like some instruments or anything my family a lot of them sing um on my both of my parents i actually a lot of them sing singing in church um and different things like that but in terms of like actually taking music like to another level um i'm the first like to really kind of like tread those waters but i do have family that sing so i I'm starting to believe it's definitely a part of my DNA for sure somehow. Mm. Um, but I like my family that saying they they are still down south. So mm. I didn't grow up around them singing much um, because I was in Virginia. Um, so whenever we would go down there to visit, you know, I would hear them sing. But it was mm. never a thing where oh, I'm growing up around my aunt singing or my my grand. Like, I would hear it, but I didn't grow up around it, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, man, I think it's somewhere in my DNA for sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so just 
when it comes to you, like just growing up, right? Necessarily, when did you make those next steps in terms of really taking your music like very seriously, or to even right? So, so yeah, you mentioned you were the you were the dancer. So, at what point were you like, mm, yeah, I can like, I, it always amazes me, people who are just born with like, like when did you realize, oh shit, I actually can sing? Like, I, I like it sounds good to me, but like it also sounds good to right. the people that are listening to me. Most definitely. Yeah. It's crazy because so I was singing early, but I don't think I realized I was singing for real. Um, but there came a time where when I was doing that competition thing, um, there was a moment where I was in the car with my mom, my brother, and I was just singing in the back seat for some reason. I don't remember why I was singing. Terry, you were happy brother, as hell. You just won that competition. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was before, but oh, I don't okay, okay. like we was on the way somewhere, like still right, doing right. things at home. I don't know what what I was, you know, but my brother was the one that was singing. He was just singing happy birthday and stuff like that to the family or whatever. And I was singing in the backseat and my mom was like, Carlos, is that you singing? And he was like, no, ma'am, that's Marcus. And um, she was like, Marcus, why you ain't telling me you can sing? Blah, 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 blah. We could have signed you up. And at that time, I'm like, I don't want nobody knowing I can sing. Like, right. uh, I ain't mm -hmm. tell y'all for a reason, you know, but we got to the competition and she, it was like a, a section where you had to do some improv. Um, and she said, I'm gonna pray that they give you a, a song that you have to make up a song. And I was like, please, no, please don't pray that. Right. But as soon as I got up there, it was like, sing a song about I'm yours forever. And I had to make up a song on the spot. And I was singing in front of like 500 plus people. No, man. But I, wow. I was, I was in a room and like, they had a screen like a big projector in a like a uh what do you call the hotels you know those rooms where they have conventions and stuff yeah, yeah. Um, so i wasn't i wasn't in front of the people like that but as soon as i got out of that room i hid for like an hour two hours yeah. because i didn't want nobody coming up to me about me singing yeah. news coming i was like nah so i kind of hid my voice for a long time but maybe in the year of 2000 Actually, you know what? Middle school, middle school, I started singing to girls. Uh, <laughs> and that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> there you go. Middle school, seventh grade. Um, In the started words of Denzel, my nigga. <laughs> <It's awesome>. Bro. <laughs> I think that that's why I can't sing. Because if I could sing and I could sing to a girl, it'd, oh, just be, it'd be too much. Yeah, it'd just be, nah. it, their heads would explode. It's next it'd just level. Be, yeah, it's yeah. definitely next level, bro. It's definitely next. Like that level. episode of that episode of Martin where he's proposing her, and then he gets Brian McKnight to come up behind her and start singing on the park uh, bench. I'm like, yeah. bro, yeah, next that's level. That's elite, stuff. bro. That's elite. I've never done it like that before yet, but one of these days. Yeah, mm -hmm. straight up. But um, I was I was singing the girls on the phone, man. They'll tell me to sing Chris Brown, or I was sing Lloyd, or you know stuff like that, and that's when I. I realized that I, you know, had a little voice on me. Um, I was, mm. I was, the, uh, you know how they had the like little groups in school, like the superlative groups. I think that's what you call them. Um, they had like a Glee musical group, and um, I was, I had a part in that, and I was singing on stage and did like talent shows and different things like that. 
Um, and I honestly, I knew I could sing at that point, but I think it still didn't click, click, click for me right then, actually, because when I got to high school, um, right before I got to high school, I started doing covers on YouTube and I was just kind of exercising my voice. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to just put something out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I dropped this interlude called love question mark, um, on SoundCloud and people were like, yo, we need. Yeah. this singing like what is this like you know um but before that i was rapping like i was rapping and putting music out that way and a lot of people were kind of like um clinging on to the rap stuff but as soon as i put that thing out on soundcloud and i seen people's responses i was like okay and then i dropped a, a song called clouds and that's when things really started to like take shape and people mm-hmm. like outside of um my hometown was really like yo like what's good with the music you know on a business level and i was like okay like i'm gonna do this for real for real right so, and you've been doing it ever since yep 2016 yeah. wow. wow so i would to continue more about your music i want to talk about like um when you're in the studio you know what how does that normally go do you go in with an idea do you go in with no ideas and you just kind of feel around or, you know, like how does that, how does your creative process go? And like, you know, what, what needs to happen? And also like, do you go into a studio or do you have like a home studio? Like what's your studio situation like? So now um, I have a home setup situation um, in this room that I'm in right now. I used to have it in another room, but I brought it in here to be a little bit more like I need, I need it in my face. Um, but, um, I, it's evolving. Like my process is evolving a lot. Um, I used to, well, I kind of still do. I'll go in there without a a pre like meditated topic to sing about. I kind of just would let my soul like just pour out whatever it is that's inside. Um, I still do that, but now I'm starting to take notes about different topics and different things that I want to talk about or sing about. Um, It could be something that I'm feeling in the moment. I'm like, let me just write this in my notes um, as a topic for a song that I'm going to make in the studio or whatever. Um, But now uh, I'm starting to, at first I wasn't crazy open to working with writers, but now I'm like, I understand the importance of like collaboration and um, Mm -hmm. I understand the importance of like working with people that have uh, gifts that maybe a little like we all have gifts, but like when we collaborate with people, sometimes their gift in a certain area is a little bit stronger than yours, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm I'm really um, opening myself up to uh, work with people that may be stronger in, in, in with the pen, you know, and because I'm Mm -hmm. still working um I'm I'm good you know what I'm saying but I yeah. understand that you know it's it's folks that really be writing out here they really mm-hmm. be writing so now I'm in a place of like I said taking down the, the notes so that when I get with these writers I can just be like yo bro I'm trying to write a song about this boom 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 mm-hmm. boom be a bit more intentional um but I still I still let I still go off the soul though you know if, right. if, it's, if it's what it's calling for you know just letting out whatever it is that's in my, on my subconscious, you know what I mean? Things that um, may have occurred or, or whatever, things I may have picked up, but um, I've been actually producing as well. I've been um, 
because I have a natural ear for like music, music outside mm-hmm. of like vocal stuff like that. Um, so I actually was like, you know what? Let me start producing because it, it'd be ideas that I have that it's hard to explain it to somebody. It's hard mm-hmm. to like, like I can do it and I have done it. Um, but I'm like, I think it's time for me to really uh, express these things myself as well. Um, because I think when when an artist can actually produce um, things for themselves, it, it translates a certain way where it's like, oh, wait, not nah, like this. This is very uh, cohesive with, you know, their vocals or whatever it is that you're, you know, assessing it with. Right. But I think that for me, it's definitely um, it's definitely the time for me to start like laying some things down musically for myself as well because I got some stuff I want to say and sometimes it ain't with words you know but um yeah man that's that's pretty much my like process in a nutshell in terms of starting a record Mm -hmm. Mm. and so do you have like I know like when it actually comes when it comes time to like actually record I know that like Eminem I read somewhere that he only does he's in the studio for two hours a day he does he goes in does what he needs and then he mm-hmm. leaves or is that what you do or are you more of i feel like if i was an artist i'd be more of the kind of guy that does a little bit walks around the house takes a walk comes back does some more so how does that go with you do you like sit down and like okay i need to work from this time to this time or is it just kind of as it comes and goes for me it's really um come and go mm-hmm. for sure like I-, I can relate to what eminem does like go in there for a certain amount of times like all right i'm out you know right um it really depends though to be honest it really depends on what it is that i'm doing um if i'm trying to if i have the song written out already and i'm just trying to track vocals i can be in there a bit longer just to make sure that the vocals are there but in terms of like creating ideas i don't uh i try not to stress myself out too much uh, while in there so sometimes I'll be there in there for a couple hours and I'm like all right I'm good like I'll feel yeah. it I'll feel it internally um, intuitively to know like okay let's stop right here and like let that breathe come back to it you know um, but I can definitely I think I think I think I'm about to start being one of those dudes that's in there for hours I think I'm yeah. finna start being one of those dudes yeah because I'm I'm moving to another level of artistry mm-hmm. um intentionally like i'm intentionally moving to another level um and taking it much much more serious and mm-hmm. it takes time you know eminem eminem is eminem especially right. also he's a rapper you know so it's yeah a little bit different, different. yeah you can go in there he probably you know you can he probably write in verses throughout the day or whatever or whatever it can go in there and just blah, 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 you know but for especially singers, um, it's like more, you got to really be in that like energy. You right. know what I mean? Not saying that rappers don't have to be in that energy, but for a singer, it's, it's a bit more like um, intentional with the energy that's going on in that time, you know, especially because we're singing from the soul. Um, right. But they rap from the soul too, you know what I'm saying? But, it, you know, Facts. you know what I'm no, I get it. And I can definitely tell like the subject matter of what you sing about. It's definitely like it's definitely like I'm like I'm going through a I'm going through a breakup right now. Like a like a pretty intense one. And it's like it was kind of hard to listen to some of your music this morning, dog. I'm not gonna I'm hold sorry, you. 
It's I'm not. Sorry. It's it's needed though. It's good. Like deeper, bro. I was like, damn. Mm. Shit. Sorry, man. Sorry, yeah, bro. it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> nah, it's fine. But yeah, no, it's I can tell that like you know it's it's you're not just like making a song. It's like something that you genuinely have to say, and it's very 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 beautiful. Most yeah. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Bro. Um, so kind of taking it back. Yeah, of course. Um, kind of taking it back to when I was painting that whole picture of when I first came across your music. Um, the first song I actually listened to by you was "Middle of the Party." Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember hearing that song and was thinking like, "Yo, like, like just the your flow, how you was just like going along with the beat, like you're riding the beat, and just like the voice too as well." It's like, "Yo, this is crazy." So, kind of talk about how for that song necessarily, like when. When did you necessarily started making that song in terms of like putting out the vocals for it and then everything? And then also I kind of want to touch on too. During that time of when you did put out that song, this was like 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. That was definitely around the time of like, I would say like the SoundCloud era, era in terms of like people really putting a lot of music on SoundCloud. So just talk a little bit about that too as well. Man, I wish I I miss SoundCloud era, bro. I miss. Isn't it having a bit of a resurgence these days? Isn't it kind of no? Not really. In terms of me, when I go to when I go for music, I tend to just go to like the platform using like Apple Music or something. But sometimes I can find good gems on SoundCloud. In terms of like, there's like mixtape, lots of mixtapes on SoundCloud. A lot of mixtapes on, but also when it comes to just listening to just solely just beats. Oh, and yeah. stuff i like to go to soundcloud for that in terms yeah. of when i'm in the house just like either working on something or editing something i like to go for that um but yeah yeah no, yeah. yeah yeah man it was it was man it was soundcloud in that time bro it was very man it was easier for th- for songs to surface mm-hmm. it was much more easier i feel like now you gotta go through so many loops and so many different things just to get people to hear your music. But back then it was just organically like you put a song out like and you wake up in the morning and it's like 200K people heard your song. It's like, whoa, what's going on? You know, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, the same happens for like Apple and all of that. But of course, you got marketing and all these different things that mm-hmm. has to go into it, blah, 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 which is OK, you know, but um within that that time for that song i wrote that song in 2016 i wrote that song in 2016 uh it was actually about a party that i went to um after i graduated after i or before either before or after i graduated um high school and um that that song was very Oh my gosh, that time! Wow, I, yeah, I can just see it. I can just see it. On your, I can just see it on your face now. Like that time was, it man. was, it, yeah, it was definitely. Um, it was interesting because I also was pumping out a lot of like it's a lot of music that I have and that I've made even in the past that never came out like a lot of music. So even within that time of making that song. Um, there was like two or three other songs that I made with that producer that fit within that world um, that's probably never going to come out. But you know what I mean? We, sometimes we just create to build that muscle, you know what I mean? Yeah. And to express. But um, that everything in that song that I said was true. It was real. 
it actually really happened. And I think that that was a part of like the start of like my storytelling journey as well in terms of like when you listen to a song about like like describing what's going on right then in that moment it's like it, it has to do with like the you know present tense past tense or whatever you know things those things are called right. but this the tense that I was the sense that I was speaking in it was very um describing what was going on in that moment and I think that opened up the doors for me to be like hmm I kind of want to sing more um more about the present because for me I sing a lot about the past I sing a lot about we did this or it was like this or I was you know was 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 um so that song right there was very special to me because like it was also a different like the soundscape was a bit different from like the traditional R&B um sound and um I definitely still want to kind of like touch on those like elements of music now but yeah man it was it was definitely a special time for me i think it was a special time for me too that's like right out of high school about to go to college parties yeah. those were the those were the summers the summers Gross. now are whack what summer now suck but yeah those were the summers facts. 2015 wow facts because it's like actually summer yeah yeah no, like most now definitely. it's like summer is just the indication of like it's getting hot it's like yeah. right. I still gotta go to work. I still gotta go. And I think yeah. for us too, yeah. like especially for my co-host and I going to like college and stuff. Like during those summers, like we knew that semester was coming around in August, so yeah. it's like we had to do the most, make the most out of Facts. the summer before Facts. going back to school. Yeah, so man. that's mm -hmm. why them summers were feeling like yeah, yeah, you know. But also, it just like I was like what eighteen, so like mm -hmm. you couldn't like well back then you could still buy tobacco, but like couldn't get alcohol. You couldn't like. Yeah. So it was like you really just like had to have fun, like just actual right. yeah fun yeah. with your friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. So oh my gosh, I miss that, bro. Yeah. I miss it so much, bro. You and me both. <laughs> That's what happens. So you just get old. You get Facts. old. You get bills. You get for real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, most definitely, man. Um, so when it comes to your music, right? Um, you've put out two EPs thus far. Yep. Um. Was it underground and also immerse? Um, yes. When it comes to those two EPs, right? Um, for you, what was some things necessarily when? Because I know underground came out first because before immerse. Um, mm -hmm. What were some things necessarily for you that you learned after putting out underground that you necessarily carried over to immerse in terms of how you wanted to kind of sound? how you wanted certain like visuals for one of your like your songs to just like look like mm -hmm. what was sort of that that growth aspect in terms of from underground to immerse and what was just overall making those two eps in general like that overall process mm. so one of the things that i carried over from making underground to immerse was i really wanted to just strengthen like you know when you hear songs mostly soundcloud was the songs of like demo songs like that was like the the big demo song era and it was amazing because they were so raw it was just raw like raw emotion raw texture raw character um 
but when you kind of get into the industry and you start to kind of go commercial, like release music commercially, it's like you have to kind of polish it up a little bit more, you know, for in terms of industry stuff. Um, so I think that like those, that was one of the main things that I was learning in terms of execution, like how to polish up the music a bit more um, from the mixing, the mastering, all those types of things. And I think I, I still like those, there were, there's things that I would change um, right now um, about those projects sonically, but that's the thing about learning, you know, and uh, even writing and how I even saying how I use my voice. Um, I think on the Immerse project, I, I opened up a bit more vocally. Um, I did a couple of things like vocal acrobatic, vocal acrobats um, on that project that on Underground, I used like parts of it, but I didn't go full, full fledged on it. I was a little bit more um, laid back. Um, I'd say the song that I sang the most, most on was like Another Love. Um, and the intro still waters because I went into that falsetto. But like going into Immerse, um, I was like, I want to bring out my vocals a bit more. And I want to kind of bring in, um, I want to bring in a more sensual vibe to it um, and to get a little bit more um, intimate, you know, with the listener uh, and with the music. Um, so that was like two of the main things that I wanted to bring. And I also, I also, um, I was working with writers in those times as well, um, but I was also still a little bit like very like, like, oh, don't touch too much, Ooh, you know, right. still yeah, in yeah, that, yeah. that uh, mindset. Um, but I think like even from those two projects, like um, I've learned a lot. I, I actually made, I actually have another project right now. Um, it's, it's, it's been done since like last year. Um, but I'm like, it's crazy to say, I'm like, mm, I want to give a little bit more. I want to yeah. look, give a bit more. Um, but that project right there that I just made, I took from those two projects in terms of like the things that I've, I mentioned, like, uh, execution and vocal vocally, like my vocal, uh, performance, um, I took those things and really, really, really applied it to this, that project that I made. And it sounds crazy. It sounds really, really crazy, but there's a time and a place for everything. There's a time right. and a place thing. And that's what I had to learn because that batch of music is amazing music. But I think that for the climate of what music is in right now, even for myself, I'm like, okay, I may need to like hold this for right. a second. Put it on ice for a second. Yeah, put it on ice um, because there's some other things that I need to do before I kind of go into that world. Um, but definitely learned a lot about like, um, like I said, like immerse. I went a little bit more sensual with it. I didn't go all the way, but I'm about to go all the way. So uh, I hope they're ready. <laughs> Shit, I hope. Yeah, yeah. And if they're not, they're gonna be ready. They're gonna be. It's, they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. Don't have a choice. They, they literally don't have a choice. You gotta get ready. Like buckle in. Like straight you know up. What I'm saying. Um, and I know for me, like underground, like my favorite track on there was CPR. Like eight, just hearing it, like yeah. CPR and Benny on immerse. Definitely give it up as well give it up was, yeah that was a really good one too as well and i love the way in terms of how 
you predicate the visual aspect in terms of like your videos for those specific songs and how mm -hmm. Because for me, when I watch like music videos, right, I kind of like to listen to the song first. Oh, yeah. Listen to the song first and then go back and look at the video. Oh, OK, that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay engaged. Just trying to stay engaged. But, um, but no, and I think that necessarily when it comes to the song, before listening to it and before watching the video, you kind of paint that picture when actually watching the video. Like in terms of when you li listen to it itself, you're like, wow, like he really painted a picture with the song in terms of the video. Like, I believe it was with CPR. He was with like a girl in the video and everything and mm -hmm. kind of just painted that whole picture. So it was a really good overall. Hold on, it's breaking up. Like a solely just your music. Right. Yeah. I noticed um I was watching one of your videos and I'm sorry I'm blanking the name. Let me look at it because it was really good. But um oh. you were with a woman. You talking about yes, deep? I guess it was deep. Yes. Mm -hmm. So deep is the one where you're you're with a woman and you guys like you have a uh, yeah, deep. Hear me? Yeah. You hear me? So um I can hear you. Yeah, can you hear us? Okay, okay. It had it had disconnected for a second. I'm here, I'm back though. Okay, yeah. So yeah, watching deeper and like listening to the song, I, I actually did Kenny's Kenny's version of listening to the song first and watching <laughs> the video second. Yes. And uh, you know, it's a it's a very sweet song, but then like, you know, you look at the video and you do like a real it's like you it's like you paint the picture. It's like when you're in the coffee shop it's a coffee shop right you guys are in the coffee or yeah. you're in some shop and bar. yeah it was a bar, but basically yeah right and it's just kind of like there's that shot of you looking at her and then that shot of her looking back at you and mm -hmm. i i loved i love because it's like you you see that moment where it's like they're both just like oh shit here we go again like right right it's like now ah. you're like you're at her crib you got the wine you want a couch you boom boom but then you know, I, but, fuck. and then like, you know, you guys are at the dinner and you take the picture and you guys are all smiling, but then y'all go back. And then that shit, that was a good, I was, yeah. it, I was emotionally invested in that music video. And it's like, I watched a, a father, you know, the artist father, right? Yeah. Father, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I watched the music video he just put out and it had like, there was like, n the music video was about nothing. Like there was like nothing involved and maybe that like, is how he wanted it to be. But um, I don't know. I just, it, I prefer music videos that not only have the song in it, but also like tell a story. So yeah. like it was they have that narrative to ex it. Exactly. So like, how do do you direct your own videos, or do you step someone else step in and you let them do that? I have um, I'm very um, hands on creatively. Um, <clears throat> for those videos. For those for a CPR, uh, I did that video with a um, his actually his name is Micaiah Carter. I'm not sure if you guys know of him. Amazing photographer, amazing director. Um, I basically collaborated with him with, with that idea um, for the video CPR. There's actually three girls in the video. And if you go back and watch it and listen to the song and kind of watch really um, watch the video. I'm switching between these three girls, but there's one girl that just keeps popping into my mind. I'm like, wait, like I'm messing with these other girls, but like this girl is the one that like I really, really like, really want to be with. And I was like inspired off like an actual like 
situation that was going on in my actual um my actual life um but for deep um the directors for that video um they came up with that treatment um i had a couple creative ideas to input in as well but that was for the most part them but um i love what they did with it um i love the narrative that they mm -hmm. brought to the video um the story um because of course the song like song was very much real like everything in that song was was exactly real for me as well so being able to um trust them with the direction for that video is, is was a big deal for me because i don't trust people like that right. <laughs> so they did an amazing job though yeah they did i was very happy and, and fun fact the girl the lead woman she um she was in the movie brown sugar she was the little girl um oh wow yeah she was the little girl um uh, the little i forgot what the character's name was but she if you watch the movie you'll mm -hmm. see her uh her and the little boy running around and they was like you know kind of being friends or whatever right like, and out about hip-hop but she was very like we had amazing chemistry on that shoot um so it helped a lot like being able to shoot that video yeah no that was a she was a great, great female lead for that video. She was yeah, very, yeah. very, very beautiful. Shout yeah. out to her. Hope she's do you, do you have her name? You want to shout her out? Shout her out wherever she's at. Name is, uh, Aaliyah. I forgot her last name though. I forgot shout her last name. Right. Shout, shout out Aaliyah. Shout out to Aaliyah. Shout out Aaliyah. Um, oh, and I know with when it comes to Emerge, your song uh Give It Up, you actually did perform that because me and Eli were actually talking about it before you before the interview started about your when you performed it on colors i believe oh right yeah. give it up mm -hmm. yeah and that was really dope just to see yeah so talk about how that um experience came about like how were you able to like get into that whole experience with colors and everything and how did that come about and also i've always wondered do you pick your own color or do they already have the color loaded up for you mm. you pick your own color well That's i pick my color i pick right, my own sick. color Okay, good. Um, that was a good color you picked. Purple is like my new one of my favorite colors. I'm I'm more of like a lilac kind of guy, but that mm, good deep purple is good too. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple was hard. Purple was hard. It was, I had like little purple in like my head scarf too. Yeah. I was like, let me get this right here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, doing colors was fun, man. Um, but it was also very nerve wracking. I was very very nervous, man, because it's a one take. Oof. Um, well, it's like I did six takes, but it's like uh, all the, the way whole, through. Yeah, right. At least for me, it was. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had just got off a flight. I was in London. Um, and then I had took a flight to Berlin to do it that same day. And like, you know, when you get on a flight, sometimes you go to sleep. So I went to sleep on a flight. And when I woke up, like my voice was just kind of like weird. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, and I've never sang that song live before. So I was very, oh, very, very nervous. Like, it was fun in terms of, like, the experience of being there. And, like, their studio is, like, somewhere you would not imagine this at. It's so cool. Um, But, right. like, wow. yeah, I didn't even know it was in, it's in Berlin. Yeah, it's in Berlin. I didn't even know that. I thought it was. Damn. like a, a new york or like a LA yeah, thing. that's, that's what, what i, I thought too, Shit. Yeah. wow shout out to the germans it's, they, think it's, they think of everything yeah they're dope man i don't i'm not sure if they i'm not sure if they still like maybe they travel now maybe but i'm sure they still got the, the headquarters over there 
but um it was such a cool experience because they have like an in-house like um chef and she made like Ooh. vegan vegan food and it was so freaking amazing wow. and was like whoa and she was kind of like she was a little older so she had like this she had experience to her yeah. <laughs> i was like yo i appreciate this but um are you vegan yeah. no i'm not vegan oh okay i'm about to say <laughs> i about to say what cancel uh, call <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no but i'm definitely trying to eat cleaner though oh for I'm sure def- you got to eat clean yeah yeah That's i'm definitely vegan shit. but i don't know i don't know if veganism is for me man it's not for man. me it's from i, I got some friends who are vegan certain- they be going in huh yeah they they just my i have one friend who he does the whole thing where he'll send like um instagram videos of like the animals being like abused you know what i mean oh, like look at what look at what you're eating i'm like mm-hmm. you're an it's asshole. like the, like yo the other day on twitter i seen some dude he went into like a food line at walmart or something and was putting rose petals on packages roses, yeah i seen yeah. that I, I was like, like all what? right but then somebody uh, commented and was like yo oh i get a rose petal with my beef why was he putting a rose petal on the beef like r.i.p to the cow yeah yeah like, yeah that's fucking stupid bro the cow is already <laughs> dead bro that's dumb like bro like the pig, like it's already dead. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's literally my point. That's it. Hey, hey man, shout out to the vegans out there. Um, shout out to the vegans. Right. Um. So, yo, man. So, with you being in LA, like, what, like, is there some spots, go-to spots for you in terms of food? Yeah, I've never been in LA as an adult, and I'm trying to make a trip out there soon. So, what, what do I need to come out? There's a um Korean fusion colombian spot called escala in koreatown really really good really really good um yeah it's really it's really good there's a um man i'm still trying to find the spots out here for myself because bro i've been here for five years and i'm still figuring out yeah like i I i've been around but like i'm a very i'm a big gps guy so sometimes I just be looking at the GPS. I don't be knowing where I'm at like that, like that. Like I'll know, like okay, I'm in Hollywood. Okay, I'm in Beverly Hills. Okay, I'm here. But like, I don't, I don't be knowing exactly where I am. But like, yeah, I'm bro. still, yeah, I'm trying to get my food list up. So give me, give me a little bit before you come, All and right. then I, I get a list. I got you. But I'm, the, I'm the same way with GPS, bro. Do not ask me to navigate yeah. anywhere. And sh- and shoot, one of our previous guests we had on, uh. Who else, uh, who else is bad at who else is bad at navigation? Ah oh man, he's based in LA too. I'm thinking of his name, John, uh, John from Little Africa. Oh, he said he wasn't a good GPS dude. No, I'm talking about him knowing like food spots in LA. Oh, what did he say? What no, are you I'm, getting to? I'm saying he would definitely probably know some food spots in LA, being that he's from LA like all of his life. Oh, so, I sh- so you're saying I should ask him? Yeah, like oh, hit him up. Okay, yeah, yeah you just you kind of like went and in circles. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, I got <laughs> you. Nah, well, I put a group chat on Instagram. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, tell um, me too. Give me here. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So, um, what caused the move? Did you just want to get out to where the industry was, or did you just need a change? So for me, I knew that I was le- I was gonna live in LA since the fourth grade. Like okay. I just knew, like that was when the jerking era kind of like starting up and like and just LA period. Like I, you know, Hollywood. You know, when we're kids, like ooh, Hollywood, LA, California. You mm-hmm. know, right? 
um, that was like a big thing for me when I was a kid. So I was like, and when I get older, I'm moving to LA. And so that was already like in my subconscious, like, so I subconsciously was, um, manifesting it, you know what I mean? Right. And I spent a lot of time in, I spent a lot of time in New York. Um, I was going back and forth for a good like year or two, um, just taking the bus, going up there, networking, doing sessions, all that type of stuff. But um, there was some producers out here mm -hmm. that actually like flew me out here to do a, some sessions for a month. Tough. And I ended up, they ended up being like my family, you know, yeah. they were what that really like took me in out here, gave me a place to stay for the whole month. Um, and I just started to create a life out here. And, um, I remember the moment where I was out here and I was like, I gotta stay. Yeah. Like stay. It's time for me to, to leave. So I called my mom and my dad and I was crying. Cause I was like, yo, like I'm finna leave y'all for yeah. real, for real. But I gotta, I, I can't like, I gotta stay. So I went back. To Virginia just for like a month just to kind of like wrap up everything and like right. get my stuff and like you know say my goodbyes to people and stuff like that um but I I knew that for me like LA LA has space out here right versus New York is very like condensed mm -hmm. and I love New York for what New York is but for me I need space especially right. living in Virginia like we have space out mm -hmm. there um, yeah, no. Norfolk is a bit more like you know it's right. different than Hampton of course but like still there's space you know what I mean mm -hmm. there's grass you know trees and all of that um, so LA was definitely like something for me where I was like yo I need to be able to drive my car you know what right. I mean yeah. no really that's that's one thing about um, you know I thought that I was gonna you know move to New York all these years but you know, now that I'm older, I realize like it's not that far away to get to. Right. And like, like you said, like I want to be able to like, you know, drive my car and like have a space I can go for a run, I can go to a I can go to the beach, like, you know, and yeah. maybe not even Virginia, but just like moving to another place where I can like have that stuff is that's important. They have that accessibility. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. When's the last time you've been to Virginia? Last time I've been to Virginia was 2019, right before the pandemic. Right. Yeah, oh, wow. back. Yeah. Yeah, once the pandemic hit, and I was out there for a little bit. I was out there probably about a month. Mm -hmm. um, but once the pandemic hit, let me get back. Of course, that two right. years was like, you know, yeah, and nobody flying. Yeah, and they don't. Yeah, those two years don't even count. They don't, bro. They really don't. No. Um, some people they they made best good use of that time. Some people, but you yeah. know, at the same I time, it was a very, it was a very like you know of like we all know it was a very like crazy time yeah. you know unsettling kind of time yeah 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 um but yeah man LA was just something that I had set in my heart to 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 move to like as a kid and like this is my home now like yeah. this is where I'm I'm definitely like my forever home is gonna be out here for sure um I'm gonna definitely have spots in different places, of course. Right. Um, but I like I like where I'm at. I like where I'm at. Um, I don't see myself like leaving, leaving for real, for real. Unless they was like, yo, California is in danger. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it kind of is. No, the earthquakes, the homeless are it's 
It's pretty intense oh, out there right now, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. Definitely is. There's some stuff yeah. going on. But that's why I live, I live kind of like out the way a little bit. Like, right. so it's, I don't, it's not, all of that is not in my face. Right. As soon as I walk out the door. But, um, LA is definitely like, there's some stuff going on out here, you know, but there's some stuff going on everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah, for me and my co-host here, we'll definitely plan a trip to out to Cali. And yeah, definitely got a link up for sure. Most, Most definitely. definitely. Most definitely. That's easy. Um, yo, Marco, before we get you out of here, man, I kind of want to ask one last question here. Um, in terms of for the rest of this year, like, what are some goals necessary that you have in sight for you, not just musically, but just personally, um, mm. that you kind of want to kind of achieve before this year's up? Man, that's a great question, bro. I'm finally at a place where I'm taking my personal development to another level of discipline and just getting myself mentally, physically, spiritually in a place where it's like stronger, a bit more stronger. Um, and I think it's a thing for, well, at least for me, like with age, at a certain age, it comes a time where you're like, all right, I'm ready to really like Go grow up now. Yeah. yeah. And it, even in terms of like cleaning and stuff like that, like I'm not, a, I wasn't a messy person, but you know, I would, you know, just straighten up. I wouldn't go in and, but now I like, now that I'm older, I'm like cleaning the microwave really good and like cleaning. Yo, it's, you know it's, funny. I mean? it's funny you say that. Cause like, it's the same way with me lately. I just been like, I would just like wash the tub down, you know, get it right. But now I'm just like scrubbing it, mm -hmm. sending up, looking, looking the yeah. light. Okay. All right. And scrub it. Yeah. It's, it's gotten insane. I'm, I'm domesticated at even my kitchen, bro. I cleaned my kitchen this morning, like spotless. I was wow. bored as hell. It feels so good though. Like when you do it and it's like, now I understand why my mom was trying to get me to clean yeah. for mm -hmm. a kid. I think that like, you know, when we're kids and certain things that like goal driven things, at least for me, like goals was like a thing where everybody was saying, what are your goals? What are your goals? What are your goals? And it's just like, ah, I don't have no goals. Cause you asking me what my goals is. Right. So it's like very like, you know, but now that I'm older, I'm starting to understand how this thing actually works. Like you mm -hmm. have to have goals, like nothing. Um, I was watching a video this morning um, and he was saying like, you can't expect something different if you don't do anything different. And mm -hmm. so like, that's been something that I'm understanding, like, okay, bro, like these things that you want or these things you want to accomplish, like it's not going to happen just by it happening. Like mm -hmm. you, it can happen. Some great things can happen. You know what I mean? From, just a blessing you know but in terms of s specific things that we want i'm understanding like okay bro like you got to put the work in to get mm -hmm. there if that means going to the gym to develop your your discipline um you got to do that you know if that means eating cleaner that you got to do that you know um if that means establishing a uh morning routine or a spiritual practice like you got to really do that um mm -hmm. so for myself that those are like the the biggest goals um right now because that's just going to pour more into the creativity and it's going to pour into my art and 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 things like that naturally um and my work ethic you know so 
I think for the rest of the year, that's something that I'm heavily focusing on as well as like being in the studio heavy, like, mm-hmm. um, cause I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to do it, bro. I'm about bang to bang y'all it. over the head. You're going to bang y'all over the head yes, with this sir. one. For real, bro. I'm going and I ain't stopping this time, bro. For real. It's clear to me now. It's very clear to me. Like, it's clear that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Because, you know, sometimes as as creators, we can go through imposter syndrome and Mm -hmm. a lot of different things and doubt and all of that. But I've gotten too much confirmation, even within myself, not even just external confirmation, but internal confirmation of like what it is and I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm like, nah, bro, like, Let's do this because I don't see myself doing anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything else in terms of like outside of art and creativity and different things like that, you That's know. Awesome. So I'm like, I got to do this personal development and really get, you know, where I need to be so I can be successful in all my other other endeavors. So, yeah, man, that's the biggest thing I'm, I'm focusing on and getting getting a lot more music. I think I'm about to make the most music I've ever made in my life within these next couple months. For sure. Oh, that's so, good. Well, if you need any second pair of ears or third pair of ears, me and Kenny are always. Yeah, yeah and definitely. we will tell you the truth. Yes, that's what we only so, want. Right. So, yeah, bang our line. Yeah, and then add to that, I know in terms of myself being able to dabble in direction here and there, like whenever it comes to, obviously, I know you put your own creative spin on in terms of developing for like music videos and stuff, but <laughs> that's something for me, I would love to direct a music video at some point. So, you yeah, definitely yeah. got vision, bro. You definitely got vision, bro. You I you got you tapped in, bro. You and if you ever need like a male lead, if you don't, if you want to take a step away, <laughs> I, got you. I got you. I'm definitely I down. You. Yeah, I got you, bro. Hey, yo. Um, so, bro, Marco, we on behalf of myself and Elijah here, man, we truly nigga, don't speak for me, nigga. Look at you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh. On behalf of myself, uh, <laughs> no, but no, in all seriousness, on behalf of both me and Eli, man, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast, like, sincerely. I appreciate, like, I appreciate y'all, man, for having yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, no, and, really, like, you're our first musician that we've had up here. Yes, yeah. most definitely. You're the first wow, musician. Yeah. Fire. That's yeah. fire. Yes, sir. And just following your work over these course of these past few years has definitely been, you're definitely someone who, in my mind, like, I wanted to have on the podcast just because I feel that even though right now you're necessarily putting out music, but you still have that way of just creative thinking and just the way mm-hmm. you visually, you know, put out things and, and just curate yourself just personally. Um, so yeah, man, we really appreciate you coming on and I wish you much success going forward um, when it comes to music, your personal life. Um, I seen that, I believe you have a child now. Yes. yes. Congratulations. So um, thank you. Thank you for doing that for me so that I didn't have to. Thank you. I got you, brother. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. So I wish Yeah. So I wish great health for you. Not only you, um, if you have a partner right now, your partner as well as your child. So continue. You, Much success to you. And yeah, man, we thank you for being on. And yeah, that's that's yeah, so much. I appreciate y'all. I yeah, wish man. the same exact thing for you guys in your journeys and your careers that everything com- continues to flourish and everything that y'all put your hands to it just turns to gold thank yeah. you thank you man thank um you. before we get yeah. out of here do you want to let the people know where they can follow you um on like yeah. instagram or twitter or... i'm on instagram twitter um 
I'm on TikTok, but I ain't on TikTok yet, but I'm on TikTok. <laughs> uh, Marco Minis everywhere. Uh, M-A-R-C-O-M-C-K-I-N-N-I-S. Um, YouTube, you can subscribe there for my future YouTube uh, music videos. Um, and yeah, I'm everywhere, Marco McKinnis. Perfect. Well said. Well, this has been a Vanny Ultra podcast. Um, I'm your host, Kenneth Kirk. I'm Elijah Evans. And we're signing out.